our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you. Amen. We are very much thankful to meet in the house of the Lord once again. Amen. Uh, without waste of time, let us go to the reading of the word. Amen. It reads in this manner, if it is found in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 1, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. in this manner. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. The prophets have always been God's provided way to speak to the people. If you reject a prophet, you reject God. If you accept a prophet, you accept God. How many believe that? hath in, the, in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself patched our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Amen. God is a spirit. He doesn't have a right hand. Amen. The right hand symbolizes a position of authority. Are we together? Amen. As we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this evening we have read the portion of the scripture and we read here that in sundry times you spoke to our fathers through the prophets and Lord we saw later a perfect image called Christ coming onto the scene and the main purpose as the prophet says from Genesis to Revelation, it has always been about God and men becoming one. And in the end time, we are glad that we can see that God and men have become one. And Lord, this evening, believers are here, they've got various needs. I'm submitting their needs before your throne of grace. They may never have been spoken, but I know you know their needs. May you grant them, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we just want to commit every man and woman in the building to you that this service should run under your order, dear God. That this service should glorify you. That this service must edify the believers. That is why we are here this evening. We take every spirit under our control as we were taught by the prophet messenger. And Lord, we are not going to be apologetic because you have given us authority over the David. And we are not going to shy away 
or abdicate our responsibility to bring the devil under our subjection. And Lord, we just want to say, when we come to the end of the service, may your name be glorified. The purpose of this service is not to glorify any man, but it's to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe the believers are here just so that you can see how much they love you because they've come to listen to you. They've not come to listen to me. I've got nothing to say to them, but they've come so that the creator of heavens and earth can speak to them. That is why may you bypass my intelligence so that it should be you speaking mouth to ear to your people, dear God. I know whenever the word is preached in its fullness, it is bound to bring restoration in their lives. If they are sick, they shall be healed. If they are lost, they shall be found. If they have erred against your weight, they shall be forgiven. That is the purpose of the weight, dear God. We want to commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Well, take your seats. Amen. God bless you. Uh, I think you remember on Sunday we had a prayer, a request for the mother-in-law of Brother Anthony who was admitted into the hospital. Uh, When she was admitted, her blood pressure shot up to the reading was almost, almost touched 230. Amen. You know that the normal one is between 80 and 20, but hers it went to 230, which, which made her to be a candidate for a stroke. Amen. And they were considering to move her from the general ward into the ICU, but I'm glad to report that on Monday she was discharged with the blood pressure having dropped to 130, from 230 to 130. Amen. Uh, Prayer works. Uh, Brother Brenham says, the greatest weapon that God has ever given to the human race is prayer. Amen. So we are very much thankful. They said to the, I must just convey the appreciation to you and for your prayers and that she has made it home very well. Amen. God bless you richly. This evening, I want to speak on the unveiling of God. Amen. The unveiling of God, that is my message this evening. Uh, I don't know how many believe that God has been unveiled in our time. Uh, That means if we say he has been unveiled... There was a time when he was veiled. Amen. Because God can be veiled by various things. Uh, The prophet teaches me that God can be veiled by traditions. And God can be uh, veiled by religion. And he can be veiled by civilization. He can even, once you have committed sin... That sin can veil God from you. Hallelujah. 
there are times when God veils himself and there are times when people, because of what they do, they are veiled away from God. Are we together? But God wants to come closer to the people. That is why in our time, uh, prophet, the prophet came and preached the message, the unveiling of God. Amen. Now, the prophet says God hides himself in order to reveal himself. He hides himself in order to reveal himself. So that means uh, if he reveals himself, he doesn't just reveal himself to everybody, but there is always in every age a prophetic class that can see God unveiling himself or revealing himself to them. Are we together? Uh, and when you look out, uh, I, I've been wondering because the prophet says, if I had time, I was going to show you the seventh seal from the book of Genesis right through the Bible until the book of Revelation. Amen. And then it dawned on me that actually uh, the seventh seal is not just a doctrine or it's not a move, just a movement, but it is something that can be traced scripturally from Genesis right through the book of Revelation. Amen. And uh, a lot of times when we speak, Brother Brenham says, you know that he, the most sacred thing that God did in our time was the revelation of the seventh seal. Are we together? But he, he says something striking as I read it the other time when I preached the message, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The prophet says of all the revelations, there is no higher revelation than the revelation of Jesus Christ. Do you remember? Are, are we together? Then he, how, how do you tie the revelation of the seventh seal and the revelation of Jesus Christ? Because the prophet says the revelation of Jesus Christ is the highest of all revelations. Then how do you tie up this revelation of the seventh seal? Because the prophet said the revelation of the seventh seal was the pinnacle of this ministry. It was the mountain top of this ministry. If, if I can use, analogy, uh, use an analogy, if you, were, you had schooling years, you know metric is, is the highest point. Are we together? So this revelation of the seventh seal is the highest point of this message. Are we together? Now, the revelation of the seventh seal and the revelation of Jesus Christ is not two things. It's exactly the same thing because the seventh seal is Christ. Are you here, church? Because uh, and that is where you will understand when the prophet says, Christ, I can trace the seventh seal from the book of Genesis. It tells you that, and Brother Brandon has told, told us many a times, that Christ was in Egypt. Are we together? And I, I don't know, the prophet had, had a way of putting things across. He doesn't say Jesus was in Egypt. He says Christ was in Egypt. Why does it say Jesus Christ was in Egypt? Are we together? You, you must remember that uh, Jesus, as we often say, had the beginning and had the end. 
and Jesus was born, and Jesus was buried, and the body rose from the dead. The name Jesus referred to the tabernacle that God dwelt in. Are we together? But Brother Brenham says when Moses was anointed in Egypt, Moses became Christ of the day. Are you here together? Hallelujah. That means if Isaiah was anointed in his day, he became Christ for his day. Hallelujah. That means when Paul was anointed, he became Christ for his day. That means when Brother Branham was anointed, he became Christ for his day. That means you, when you are anointed, you become Christ in your day. Are we together? So when we speak about Christ, we are speaking about an eternal an eternal component of what, what, what indwelled Jesus. Are we together? Now, God veils himself, but God wants to unveil himself to his children. Are we together? And I believe that in John chapter 1 when it says, in the beginning was the word. I think it was the beginning of God unfolding himself. It was the beginning of when God was condescending to come into the human realm. Are we together? It was, it was, it was one of the first manifestations of the Almighty God. Are we together? It was, I'm, I'm quite amazed when you look at, and that's why we say the scriptures can never be broken. And when we say the scriptures can never be broken, the scriptures can never contradict themselves. The Bible says no man has seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. Are we together? We, we cannot just read that statement and put a comma or a full stop rather and say no man has seen God at any time. You, you, you've got to double-click on that statement because uh, why would you, uh, you have to double-click on it? It's because Isaiah says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. Are you here, church? Uh, hallelujah. And then uh, when you look at Jacob, Jacob says he saw an angel. That's when he said, I saw God face to face after he had wrestled with the angel. Are we together? Joshua can as well say, I saw God because I saw him as the Lord's host when he had a sword. Are we together? But you must remember that this great being uh, that we call Elohim, Brother Brenham says he could not reveal himself in that manner because it was, gonna, it was going to be too confusing to the people. Are we together? But he says then he loved fatherhood. Because why? Through fatherhood, it was the God's way of beginning to express himself to the human race. Are we together? Uh, but before I come to that, we know that uh, when they left Egypt on their way to Canaan, at some point in time, God instructed Moses to build the tabernacle after the pattern that he had seen in heaven. And we know that it had three courts, the outer court, the inner court, and the innermost court. Are we together? And we know that in the innermost court, there was, a, there was a, 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 the two cherubims on the mercy seat. And we know that there was a veil that veiled the, 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 the most holy place. Are we together? And we know that in the most holy place, that is where the presence of the Shekinah glory was. 
Are we together? And we know that the rod of Aaron, when it was taken right into the Shekinah glory, in the presence of the Shekinah glory, it came back to life. Are we together? So it was death to go beyond the skin uh, during the time of Moses. But in our time, Brother Bram says, if you don't go beyond the skin, it is death. Are we together? That is why when he died on the cross, the veil that was in the temple was rent into two pieces to make sure that today people have got access to his presence. Are we together? Now, Brother Brenham says here, uh, I think it was a, a, a statement that he made in the message, the unveiling of God. He says, how many see him standing, the mighty conqueror, the weight made flesh. I think this is the ministry of our time. The weight made flesh. The, made, the, weight, the, the weight made flesh, it is the key to the rapture. Are we together? The weight made flesh, it is a, a rapture call. Are we together? That means if the weight doesn't take hold of your flesh and dwell in your flesh, then you can never count yourself into the rapture. But once the weight comes and indwells you, then you are certain that you are definitely going into the rapture because he is the weight and he will make sure that the weight gets magnetized to the weight. Are we together? That's why when we come to the service, the service is not a ritual. As we are preaching here, if it is the pure weight, that weight must find a dwelling place in your heart. It must be weight upon weight, line upon line, precept upon precept, until you are becoming the weight made flesh. Are we together? And here's something Brother Brandon says, when the weight is made flesh, then we see the glory of the Father. When the weight was made flesh in Moses, we saw the glory of the Father. When the weight was made flesh in Jesus, we saw the glory of the Father. When the weight was made flesh in Paul, we saw the glory of the Father. When the weight was made flesh in Brother Brenham, we saw the glory of the Father. And today, when the weight is made flesh in you, then we see the glory of the Father. Are we together? Then he says, uh, how many see him standing, the mighty conqueror, the weight made flesh, unveiled before us? Actually, before I get the, he mentioned something in this message which, which is very striking. Hallelujah. Okay, let me continue with this one. Unveiled before us, the Alpha, the Omega. He that was, which is, and shall come. The root and the offspring of David was the son of man, the son of man, the son of man, and will be son of David. He keeps on emphasizing the son of man because we are in the dispensation of the son of man. Are we together? That is why I said God is being worshipped dispensationally. The reason he was, when he was here, they kept on, he kept on referring himself as the son of man, not as the son of God, is because the, it was the dispensation of the son of man. But after the resurrection, then he became the son of God, which means the Holy Spirit operating in the church. But before he comes as the son of David, there is just a, a, a season that he comes. In that season, he becomes the son of man again. Are we together? Then he says, you believe, you believe it with all your hearts, unveiling himself in each age, brought it to the believer, 
veiling himself in human flesh from the unbeliever. He always takes a human flesh, and through that human flesh, he hides himself from an unbeliever. But in the same flesh, he reveals himself to a believer. When he came down to Abraham, the rest of the people could not see him because he veiled himself in human flesh. But Abraham knew who was in the flesh and because he revealed himself to Abraham. And in the end time, it will happen exactly in the same manner. Genesis chapter 18 will repeat itself where he comes in human flesh, but he's veiled to the rest of the people. But the predestinated ones will know that behind this flesh is the almighty God. Are we together? And that is why we do not follow a man. We do not follow a man. Because if our movement was dependent on a man, the day the man was taken off the scene, we should have stopped. But once after Brother Brenham was taken off the scene, we are still moving on. Because why? We have identified the one that we were following. Are we together? The greater than Brother Brenham was in Brother Brenham. And greater than Brother Brenham today is in you. And when I say greater than Brother Brenham, I'm not referring to another man somewhere else. I'm referring to the Lord himself. Because the scripture says the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, which is the message of the hour. With a trumpet, hallelujah, with a voice, which is the voice of the resurrection. With a trumpet that invites us to the wedding supper. This message is the, and Brother Brenham says, as he descends, he does these three things. And that's why he said the seventh seal, when it was revealed to me, it was in a threefold manner. And his descending is in a threefold manner. There is a shout, there is the voice, and there is the trumpet. Are we together? I hope you are, you are with me here. Brother Bram says you can kill the messenger, but you can never kill the message. Moses was taken off the scene, but his message kept on going. Brother Brenham was taken off the scene. His message still remains. Are you with me? He's hid himself behind a veil. And may God, he says, may God break every veil. And we see him as he is. Then he makes a very striking statement here. He says, the visible pillar of fire... That's scientifically proven. Many years ago, as a little boy, spoke to me out there and told me I would live right here and what would take place. Telling you about it, one day down on the river before the ministry started, he appeared in the skies, identified himself and gave a commission. Oh, all these years, all these years, I've heard it in my heart, veiling Christ. Same pillar of fire, interpreting the word as promised. Brother Brenham say, what you see in the picture has always been in my heart. I've always veiled it all along. Are we together? And he says, what is it? It's Christ, the pillar of fire. Christ and the pillar of fire is the same thing. Hallelujah. He that brought them out of Egypt, it was Christ. He became the pillar of fire by day. He became, the, he became the pillar of fire by night. He became the pillar of cloud by day. Are we together? 
And here is something very inter- interesting. Whenever God reveals or unveils himself, he unveils himself through the manifestations. Are you here? Amen. But as I often say, the manifestation is not him, but the manifestation hides him. But the believer, when God comes through the manifestation and reveals himself, he can become a pillar of cloud and everybody could see it. But only the few will have the supernatural element of the manifestation. Are you here, church? And that is why when he came out, he became the pillar of fire. The pillar of fire veiled him. Are we together? And later he became the cloud. The cloud veiled him. And I often say to the theologians, what confuses the theologians is when God manifests himself in two different manifestations at the same time. Because how, how do you put it? He was the pillar of, of fire by night. He was the pillar of cloud by day. These are two different forms. But the Israelites, on the morning when they saw the pillar of cloud, they knew that he is the same pillar of fire that was there yeah, last night. Are we together? And the next day, when the cloud appears, they say, there is a cloud. And then the next, in the evening, there is a pillar of fire. Hallelujah. Stay with me here. They could not be confused and make them two based on the two different manifestations. That is why the bride today can say, there he was, the father. There he was, the son. There he was, the Holy Ghost. Different manifestations in different dispensations, but of the same God. But why are we not confused by the manifestations? Because we know him even before he became the manifestation. Are uh, you still with me? Adam could say, when he came in the, in the Garden of Eden, you remember Adam said, I heard him as a walking voice in the Garden of Eden. Stay with me. As a walking voice. A voice can never walk. It means he had a body to walk with. And that body could speak. And they would gather and he would have a service where he would minister to them. Are we together? And Adam could say, I have seen God face to face. Because Brother Bram said, in his form of theophany, God would come down in the cool of the day to fellowship with his family. But for them to be able to see him is because they were operating in the spirit realm. But the day they fell into sin, they never saw him. Because sin veiled him away from them. Are you still with me? And the same one that Adam saw in the Garden of Eden, in the end time, that same one has returned. And when you check the very same one that Adam saw in the Garden of Eden, when you trace him through the pages of the Bible, in every age, he, he appeared to the saints. During the time of Abraham, as we often say, he appeared as Melchizedek. Without father, Without mother, without beginning of days, without the ending of days. Melchizedek, he met Abraham. And they fellowshiped. And later, he went by. 
But later, he came again, few months down the line, to visit him in his house. He, he, he was God in a human flesh. And that human flesh, as I often say, it was covered. I don't know what it was wearing. Maybe during that time, they were wearing sandals and a robe. That body was wearing a sandal and a robe. You tell me, where did he make it? God is a creator. And he came down into the house of Abraham and sat down with Abraham and they began to chat about the affairs in the house of Abraham. And Abraham knew that God is sitting across the table with me. But, but right there, it was the unveiling of God before Abraham. Because now God could say, the very God that I worship, Abraham could say, the very God that I worship, he's sitting here in front of me. Are you with me, folks? But that same one later, we see Moses, after he had seen the burning bush experience, after he saw the cloud, after he saw the pillar of fire, then he comes and says, God, I want to see your glory. Stay with me. What did we say? When the word becomes flesh, you see the glory of the Father. God, I want to see you. He says, you cannot see me. But stand behind the rock. Hallelujah. That rock, the reason he says stand behind the rock, you can never see God unless through Jesus Christ. Because that rock is Jesus Christ. Are you here, church? Stay behind the rock. You will see me passing by. And when Moses, I don't know what Moses was expecting, he must have because he, he saw him as a thunder. He saw him as a lightning. He saw him as a pillar of fire. He saw him as a pillar of cloud. But that day, he stood behind the rock and saw him passing by. Then he saw the back part of a man because Brother Branham said, God is a man. And there is no higher manifestation of God than him becoming a man. Then Jacob, on his way back home, he meets an angel. The angel of the Lord is the Lord himself. Are we together? Then he meets the angel of the Lord. Then he wrestles with its angel. He wrestles and says, I will never let you go until you bless me. Then he touched him on the hollow. Then he changed Jacob's movement. Then Jacob says, I've seen God face to face. But God is a spirit. But that day, Jacob wrestled with somebody in a physical realm. Until that time, that person could touch him and he changed his movement. Brother Brenham says, from Genesis to Revelation, there is nothing wrong. It's Elohim materializing because he wants to be touched. Yes. Hallelujah. And I want to say the desire that God must be touched in 2017, that desire has been realized. Yes. You could be sitting there and say, how has it been realized? God is in all of us now. When you greet your brother, you don't actually greet your brother. That brother, God is using that brother's hand. That song that you listen to the sister singing is not her song. It's God singing through her. 
And as I'm speaking here, I'm not speaking my message. He speaks through me. And he listens to himself through you. It's the activity of the deity. Stay with me here. Okay, I think let's continue. He says, that pillar of fire, I, I've hid it in my heart, veiling Christ. Same pillar of fire, interpreting the weight as promised. Brother Brum says, he veiled Christ. And all these years, after the prophet was taken off the scene, you, this evening, if you are a genuine believer, you have hid Christ in your heart. Are you still with me? He says here, when he speaks about Moses, he says, the weight had to come from Moses first. Moses had the weight. And remember, we have had three exodus. A chair, a nation coming out of a nation. A church coming out of a nation. And a, the bride coming out of a church. The first exodus was led by Moses. The second exodus was led by Christ. And the third exodus is led by Malachi 4. Stay with me here. So when it says... The Lord shall raise a prophet like unto me. It was, Brother Brennan says, scriptures have a compound meaning. It was fulfilled through Christ. But in our time, it was fulfilled through the prophet. Are we together? Yes, you, you can take it further. Moses had two signs. Brother Brennan had two signs. Moses had a pillar of cloud. Brother Brennan had cloud. Moses had a pillar of fire. Brother Branham had the pillar of fire. Moses took the people out. Brother Branham took the people out. Are you still with me? And the beauty about the ministry of the prophet is that it had the duality. There was both Joshua and Moses in his ministry. The weight. Moses had the weight. They were written by God. Nobody could interpret them. He speaks about Moses. But if you are spiritual, you realize that in our time, it speaks about the seals. They were written by God. No man could interpret them. And Brother Branham goes further in this message. He says, they were, they were, they were, they were written by God. But in order for Moses to reveal them, Moses had to become God to the people. And it says we could pick it up, pack it up. But to reveal it, Moses had to become God to the people. And in the end time, the seals, no one could interpret them. No one could preach them. But for them to be revealed, the body that God used, God had to come into the body. And through that body, God became God to the people. And, and if you are spiritual, you are beginning to realize, and, and if you are not spiritual, you may be caught up in thinking that we are worshipping a man. No, sir. We are worshipping the one that used to the man. Brother Bremer said, when the weight was in Moses, Moses became God to Pharaoh. 
But when the weight left Moses, Moses became Moses again. When the weight was in Jesus, Jesus became God to the people. When the weight was in Paul, Paul became God to the people. When the weight was in Brother Brennan, Brother Brennan became God to the people. When the weight is in the bride, the bride is God to the people. So there has got to be continuity. Don't only stop it as a prophet because this is a spiritual multiplication. Are you still with me? Then it says Moses is coming from the presence of God. That is in Exodus 20, 21. And it says Moses is coming from the presence of God. He has been into the word. The word has been written. He was in the presence of God with the word. He had the word for that age. There is a word for each age. There is the word for each age. This Bible, it, when it comes, you, 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 if you read it, that there is why today people go and read things that Moses preached and they get confused, for example, on marriage and divorce. Why, Moses, why did Moses allow them to give them a letter of divorcement to divorce their wives? But when Jesus comes, they wait for their time. He says, from the beginning, it was not so. And in the end time, we have had the word for this age. And he as well said, from the beginning, it was not so. The message of the hour is not a bunch of literature, but it is a divinely revealed word for that age. And whenever the word is being revealed, there are people that are already there to believe the revealed word. And no wonder, my brother, my sister, it does not matter what the devil does. There are certain people that shall never be deducted from the message. Because why? The revealed weight of the hour is part of their DNA. Let's be honest, quite frankly, if I was going to go around the room, how many times many of you wanted to quit on the message? Don't be holding on me. There are times when you said, oh goodness, things are going haywire. Why am I still worshiping God? Why did you remain? You, you, you can never unbecome what God created you to be. And some of you, yes, you tried to, to leave and say, maybe I'll find a better alternative. But while you were there out there in the world, somewhat you were still influenced by the message because you and the message are one. In the beginning was the way, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh in your life. You can never be separated from the word if you were a thought of God. And if you were a thought of God, God is obligated to unveil himself to you. The Greeks came out and said, say, would we see Jesus? And when they came out, the prophet said he looked so ordinary. He had age, a man of 33, but looked 50 years old. And when they looked at him, not much to him. To them he was a man. But to Peter and the rest of them, the God that their forefathers worshipped took residency in that body. To them it was the unveiling of God before them. Who do men say I am? Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are Isaiah. But who do you say I am? 
and a revelation or a supernatural channel opens. A revelation drops down into the heart of Peter and he says, look, people might say you are Jeremiah. Some might say you are Moses, whoever you may be. But thou art Christ. Not Jesus now. Thou art Christ. The same one that was there in the Garden of Eden. The same one that was there during the time of Moses. That same one that took our forefathers out of Egypt today is in you. You couldn't learn it from a seminary. It had to come by revelation. And even after we had convinced you, because there are certain uh, services of Jesus that were very, very wonderful miracles happened. The day he took a lunch boy, a, a, a lunch from a boy, and multiplied it and fed 5,000 men, excluding women and children, always in a bigger number than men. But look, while they were wild, I think during that time, if you had told the people that, yes, this is the Messiah, this is our church, do you see what he does? Do you see the miracles? And you went, and some went, as the Bible says, went and invited those that missed church on that day. And say, goodness, if you had been to church, there was no need for you to cook. Tomorrow, let's go to church. There, there is a feeding scheme divinely. We saw a fish being multiplied. We saw the bread being multiplied. The Bible says they went to find him where he was. They didn't find him because he had crossed the river. They as well took the boats to follow him. When they got on the other side, the ministry had changed. Now he says, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you are unworthy of me. I'm mean, sure they must have looked at each other and said, are you sure you were following this man? It's because revelation is progressive. And they left. And Jesus looked. After the 70, after the 70 have left with the 12, is one of you is the David. Goodness, it can't get worse than that. He says, why don't you go like the rest of them? Peter says, where could we go? Where shall we go? Because the ways of eternal life are in you. That's what revelation will do. It will anchor you. Are you still with me? There's a word for each age. Moses coming forth, his face shone. The word was in him, ready to be manifested, given out to the people. The the true word, God had written it, it was with Moses. Notice, it was with Moses and was ready to be manifested. He was the word to them. Moses was the way to them. He became grace to the Israelites and he became judgment to Pharaoh. Whenever you see a prophet on the scene, it's grace to others, but it's judgment to others. Blessed are those to whom he is grace. He was the way to them. He was the living way hidden, veiled himself, 
Moses had to put a veil over his own face. Why? He was the way. Until that weight was made known, Moses had to veil himself. Wherever the weight is, it's veiled. Even tonight, the weight is veiled. The bride is veiling the weight. But it says Moses had the weight. Now remember, after the weight was made manifest, Moses was Moses again. But while that weight was in him to be given out, he was God. For he wasn't Moses no more. He had the word of the Lord for that age. Nothing could touch him till that was over. So therefore, when he came, the people turned their heads. They couldn't understand. He had been changed. He was a different fellow. He came with that weight. He put a veil, the Bible said, over his face, for he had the weight. He was the weight to them. Jesus, when the weight was in him, he became God to the people. And in the end time, this prophet, when the weight was in him, he became God to the people, not to the body, but the one that took over the body. And when he's not here, the weight is in the bride. The bride has become God to the people. What does it mean? God has veiled himself in the bride. That's why the prophet says the bride is the final voice for the final age. Let me read this one before we go. He says in the message, the identified Christ of all ages, paragraph 42, he says, until you come in behind the badger skin, until you get out of your old skin, your old thoughts, your old creeds, and come into the presence of God, then the word becomes a living reality to you. Then you are awakened to the Shekinah glory. Then the Bible becomes a new book. Where? When you go beyond the beggar skin. There was no use if the high priest came into the outer court and stopped there. There was no use if he came into the inner court and stopped there. He had to go all the way until the curtain dropped behind him. And when it dropped, now he was in the presence of the Shekinah glory. Are we together? And when he was in the presence of the Shekinah glory, that is where, that is the source of life. So today, even you, don't just come to the outer court. Don't just come to the inner court. Go all the way behind the badger's key. Then you will come in contact with the supernatural God. Are we together? William Brenham in the end time, he was a veil of God. Moses was the veil of God. God veils himself in every age. When Moses was here, he veiled God. And when Moses came, he was a starter. He couldn't even speak properly. But behind that broken speech, if you were predestinated and had revelation, you knew that behind that broken speech, it is a way for redemption. Are you still with me? You knew that there was no other way out except through Moses. But for you to realize that, you had to go beyond the skin of Moses and realize that the one that is was behind is the Elohim. And in the end time, we see a man coming onto the scene. The grammar doesn't look so, so, so good. 
He speaks a broken grammar until he had to excuse himself and say, I'm not much of a preacher. There are other men that can preach better than I am. And he, he speaks in a broken language and he says, excuse me, I've not been to school. But there was the bride that was not looking for education credential. There was the bride that was not looking for good English. There was the bride that realized that behind that skin that came through Ella and Charles Brenham, it was the almighty God. But they had to go beyond the skin and come in contact with the supernatural God. And when you came out, Brother Brenham said, when you came out, what did you come out to see? And when you look, what do you see? When you look at this messenger, what do you see? If you see a Kentuckian man, goodness, there are many mistakes that you'll pick up. If you look at Jesus, there are many mistakes that you can pick up. But when you look beyond the veil, then you are sure that you have seen the Almighty God. Brother Bram says, and when you come behind the beige skin, the Bible becomes a new book. This Bible, it looked originary because we're reading it through the denominational lenses. It was, it was just chaos. We, we couldn't tie up scriptures. This message, the reason it came, it wanted to connect Genesis and Revelation and have one continuity until such time it could not contradict itself. And without the message of the hour, the Bible, as they often say, theologians, is like a, a wilderness. But under the seventh seal, it is a light to the bright. He says, you are living in his presence, eating the shoe bread that's only provided that day for believers, priests only. And we are priests, royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, giving spiritual sacrifices to God. But you must come in behind the veil to see the unveiled God. And God is unveiled. That's his word made manifest. When the word is made manifest, that's the unveiling of God. When Malachi 4 was made manifest, it was the unveiling of God. When the vision conceived, which was the word made flesh, it unveiled God. The fulfillment of the word unveils God. God bless you richly. Let's sing this song. I love him. I love him. Or maybe reign King Jesus. Reign King Jesus as we stand to our feet. Brother Joshua will come and wrap up in prayer for us.
Almighty, the heavens, we'd like to give all praise and honor to you that you gave us this, this opportunity to come again this evening to listen to the word. As the preacher has just said, Lord, we actually have to have the rock. We have to stand behind the rock so that we can actually comprehend you. Otherwise, there would no way we actually see, like the preacher was saying, the Bible becomes just a written word like any other book. But because you, Lord Jesus, we stand behind you and you lead us, we see the unveiling of our Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And as the preacher said last week, that we were veiled in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now you are veiled in us. Mm. We are the last voice, as the preacher was just saying. We, la- we are the last voice, Lord. Maybe with us as we go home, may give us travel blessings so that may we meet again at the appointed time. And may you give more virtue to the preacher. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Bless you till we meet on Sunday. You can just give us a dismissal song. Amen.